Hello and welcome to A New African Mind, a podcast that focuses on reshaping our views on mental health as Africans. I'm your host, Petrina Idusei, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, well, I guess it's Meta now. You can find me on Meta. Um, is it Instagram Meta or Facebook Meta? Anyway, I digress. You can find me on these platforms as MBS Care, and you can find helpful articles on my website, mbscare.co. You will find helpful articles, helpful tools and tips on mental health. So make use of these resources, share with your family and friends, and let's all join in the effort towards reshaping our views on mental health in Africa and beyond. Today, I'm going to be talking about mindfulness. Before you decide that you know too much or have heard enough about it, I would encourage you to give me a few minutes of your time. You might learn something new. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what mindfulness means. I'll give examples. I will share information about mindfulness meditation, assumptions about it. And then I will finish off with the benefits of mindfulness meditation. So what does mindfulness mean? What does it mean to be mindful? Most of us have heard expressions like, you need to be mindful about what you do. You need to be mindful. And simply put, mindfulness just means attention. It means focus, right? It means using your mental resources to focus on a particular thing. Another example where you may have heard of mindfulness or being mindful is in mindfulness meditation. Oftentimes when we hear the word meditation, there is this connotation we have about what it is. So we think about the usual meditation and the image that comes to mind is a Buddhist monk with a bald head in some mountain somewhere who has achieved this higher level of spirituality that most of us believe that we will never achieve. While this may be true in some cases, it doesn't reflect what mindfulness meditation is. Mindfulness meditation is basically practicing and teaching yourself the ability to dedicate your mental resources towards one particular thing or as few things as possible. Mindfulness meditation is meditation that teaches you to be present in the moment. It's meditation without the om and the namgyo ringikyo, you know. This is not to ridicule anyone's beliefs. By all means, if you believe in meditation that involves chanting, that's absolutely your choice. I'm not condemning it in any way. The reason why I highlighted this is because mindfulness meditation is meditation that does not come with any religious beliefs attached to it. So anyone who believes in anything or does not believe in anything can practice it and benefit from it. Mindfulness meditation can be practiced by any human and even sometimes animals. I think I've seen them do that. But I mention this so that no one feels that in order to do mindfulness meditation, I have to be a monk. I have to fold my legs under myself for those of us who are not flexible. It doesn't require you to to be in this Zen place, this quiet place away from civilization in order to be able to practice it and thrive doing it. And it's one of the main reasons why I like to promote mindfulness meditation. It's for anyone, it's for everyone, and it can be practiced literally anywhere. You can even be practiced in a noisy place. And I will speak more on that later in this episode. I've heard people make statements like, well, as for me, mindfulness meditation will not work. Oh, meditation doesn't work for me. I've tried it many times before and it doesn't work. My mind just keeps going all over the place. It was so frustrating, I stopped. I've heard this multiple times. But that's the thing about mindfulness meditation. Its principles support the idea that your mind will wander, that our minds think about multiple things at a time. 
So let me jump right into the principles of mindfulness meditation. There's this understanding that it is impossible for you not to think. The way your brain is, and you've heard me make reference to neurons, which are the cells in the brain responsible for our thinking and our behavior and so on and so forth. They communicate via electrical impulses, and this is called firing. It is impossible for your neurons to stop firing once you are alive. As long as you are not brain dead, your neurons will continue to fire. So it's impossible to not think. And mindfulness takes this into account. So back to the example of regular meditation where you hear things like, clear your mind, do not think about anything. The moment you hear that prompt, that's like permission for your mind to go into overdrive. The moment I say, don't think about a blue car. For most of us, a blue car will pop in our minds. This is how our brain works. So mindfulness understands that your brain cannot not think. What mindfulness teaches you to do is, how do I dedicate the mental resources I have to focus on one particular thing or a few things? It understands that your mind will wonder, that we get distracted. What do we do with that then? As many times as your mind gets distracted, you can refocus. You are in control of your thoughts, not vice versa. It's possible to prevent your thoughts from leading you down a rabbit hole. So when you start and you're using the guided mindfulness meditations, the prompts will say, as you're doing this meditation, your mind will wander. They don't say your mind might wander. It's a given. But then they tell you, observe your thoughts. So that's another principle. Not identifying with your thoughts. We often become our thoughts. We often judge ourselves for the thoughts that we have. But mindfulness teaches us to non-judgmentally observe our thoughts. So in the middle of the meditation, you think about plantain and beans. That's my favorite food, so that's why I came up. <laughs> you think about plantain and beans and you're like, oh, what's wrong with you? You're supposed to be meditating. How can you be thinking about food at this time? Mindfulness meditation teaches that. My mind will wander. So I observe my thoughts. Huh, I'm thinking about plantain and beans. I wonder why. Was well, probably because it's lunchtime. Okay. Then it teaches you to gently bring your attention back. It teaches kind and gentle redirection to what you're focusing on. So you don't judge yourself. You don't judge your thoughts. You just observe them. And when you realize that your mind has wandered, not to be hard on yourself, not to resist, not to say things like, ah, I said it. It's not for me. What's wrong with me? I can't seem to concentrate. I can't do this thing. It's too hard. Not to apply such judgment, but to kindly and gently bring your attention back to whatever you're focusing on, which is called your anchor. And in mindfulness meditation, your breathing is your anchor. It's the main thing that helps you to be present in the moment. As you inhale and as you exhale, you are present in the moment because you can't bring back a past breath and you can't anticipate a future breath, so to speak. So your breathing is the thing that anchors you as a ship would be anchored with its, you know, huge metal anchor. It teaches you to cultivate patience, not look for instant results or quick fixes. It teaches you to be patient with yourself, to not resist what is. So you're sitting down, you're taking your breath in the moment, you breathe in and you breathe out repeatedly. So initially, the guided ones teach you how to focus on what happens while you're breathing. This is the point that I was making about the fact that it's impossible to not think. So now your mental resources are focused on your breathing 
They are focused on how your chest or your stomach rises and falls as you breathe, how the air feels going in and out of your nostrils. If you're wearing your mask, is the air fogging up your glasses? And the idea is to focus on all the things that are around your breathing and to be in the present moment. You realize that while you do that, nothing else comes into play. But it's very important that you are gentle and kind to yourself in the process. That as many times as your mind wanders, you don't judge yourself. In the beginning, it's difficult. But as you practice it, you remember and you remind yourself, okay, no judgment. I'm bringing my attention back to my breathing. Oh, my mind wandered again. But I have my breathing as my anchor. It teaches you that in that very moment, the things that you are worried about can melt away. So when you want to start practicing mindfulness meditation, here are good reasons why you should. First, it leads to increased awareness of yourself, of others, and of your environment. You learn to pay attention to what's going on within you. You learn to pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings. Think about times when you go to the doctor and you say you have pain and you hear questions like, is it dull? Is it sharp? Is it radiating? Can you describe your pain? And you're sitting there and you're like, um, it's just very painful. Not too painful, but like it's there, <laughs> right? Mindfulness teaches you to bring your attention to your pain, to be able to describe what it is that you're feeling. It's such an amazing practice. So you discover an awareness about yourself, about your thoughts, about your feelings, an awareness of others because you can mindfully observe people. It teaches you to be mindful of your environment. So there are times when you can practice mindfulness by literally just sitting down and paying close attention to the room that you're in. The color of the paint, the temperature in the room, the things that have been used to decorate the room. And you can do that with a room that you've been in multiple times and you'll be surprised that you discover things that you often overlook or never even noticed. Mindfulness meditation is very beneficial for stress relief. It's been proven that stress always aggravates any illness you have. So one of the things you hear a lot of doctors say is get some rest because they know stress, it doesn't matter what you're suffering from, be it a common cold, be it hypertension or diabetes, stress will always aggravate your condition. So mindfulness meditation is great for stress relief because in that moment, because you're focusing all your mental attention and resources to one thing, your mind is not racing and wandering. You're able to rest and relax. You're able to use your breathing to calm yourself down. Sometimes we say things like, oh, breathe, take a deep breath, breathe. Mindfulness teaches you to connect with that and make use of it. There's multiple research that has shown the health benefits of mindfulness. You can read more about this online. And it teaches you a strong amount of self-control. It teaches you to bring your thoughts into submission. It teaches you to be able to block out all the noise that's happening outside. And when I say noise, I don't mean actual physical noise, but I'm talking about the noise that distracts us. The reason why I say this is because you can practice mindfulness by paying attention to all the noises around you. Do you hear a dog barking? Do you hear the air conditioner? Do you hear cars passing by? Okadas tooting their horns? Do you hear people in the background laughing? And paying attention to these sounds helps you to be present in the moment. So you do not need a quiet place to practice mindfulness meditation. 
you can actually use the noise around you to practice it. You do not need to be alone to practice mindfulness meditation. You can be in public, you can be at the bank and practice mindfulness meditation without anyone even knowing that you are. So you don't have to cross your legs, sit in the banking hall, do some hand gestures to show you're meditating. You can be sitting down, you can be lying down, you can be standing up and practice mindfulness meditation. Such a beautiful thing. So my recommendations for if you decide to go ahead with it. There's YouTube and then there's an app called Calm. YouTube is free, but with Calm, you have to pay for most of the meditations and it's worth it if you decide that you can afford to pay for it. But for free ones, you go on YouTube. The cool thing about it is that there are meditations that are just one minute. I'm not kidding. Only one minute. There are some that are five minutes, some are 10, some are 15. And then for those who have the time, there are some that are an hour long plus. So I recommend that you go on YouTube, look for mindfulness meditation and look for the ones that are guided. Initially, it helps to have someone talk you through the process, someone to guide you and give you the prompts. As you practice it more and more, which I've done on your own, you can begin to practice it. I do it with my clients. I do it with myself as well. So start with a guided meditations. It's important that you find a voice that you find soothing. So if you listen to the first one and you're like, ah, what kind of voice is this? Don't just rule it out and say mindfulness is not for me. There are many different options that are on there with different voices. So pick the one or the ones that you're most comfortable with and listen to that. Be consistent about practicing it. Remember what I said, it is difficult initially to prevent your mind from wandering, but if I want to be able to carry 50 kg or 50 pound weights, I don't walk into the gym as I am now and just pick them up. I do not possess the physical strength for that. So what I'd have to start with is probably two pound, two kgs, and then gradually work my way up. In the same vein, practice makes improvement. So you don't go in thinking, oh, I'll be able to concentrate throughout. Be patient with yourself. Just be consistent in practicing it. You can do it once every day. You can do it twice in a day. As many times as you want to, I would recommend starting off once a day initially. And if you can do it more times, that's great. Remember, be kind to yourself in the process. And eventually, you know, the cool thing that happens is that you start to do things mindfully. You can play with your kids mindfully. You can have a conversation with friends and family and loved ones mindfully and you start to notice things about them you didn't before the way they speak their tones their preferences their choices you begin to notice how you even react and feel in conversations you can practice mindful eating paying attention to the texture of the food the sound your mouth makes the smell of the food how long it takes you to eat one bite you can practice mindful watching of movies and tv shows this is the reason why when you watch something and you watch it a second time Time, you start to realize things you hadn't seen before. You can be in meetings and be there mindfully, paying attention to what each person is saying. That's usually if the meeting is not boring. <laughs> and as I mentioned before, you can pay attention to your pain mindfully. Where am I feeling it? Does it expand or is it at a specific point? Is it sharp? Is it dull? Is it there, but then it's not so painful? It can be ignored easily, just that it's persistent. Is it pulsating as though you can feel your heartbeat in the pain? Does it radiate or is it concentrated at one place? And the interesting thing some studies have found and I have practiced and in some cases it does work is 
I notice that the more I focus on an area that I have pain and I don't resist the pain I'm feeling, but I just observe non-judgmentally. I just observe the pain that I'm feeling. I don't attach, oh my goodness, when will this thing go away? Why is this happening to me? I'm so sick of this. I notice that I start to feel a drop in the amount of pain that I'm experiencing. Now, mind you, as I said, it doesn't apply to every kind of pain, but it's amazing how it works for some of them. There's so much that can be done with mindfulness, but this is all I have to say for now. Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. If you have any questions, please ask. You can email me, send me DMs on the platforms that I mentioned. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them for you. In the peace and unconditional love that I share with you or that I wish you on every episode, mindfulness is one of the key components of that. I have experienced peace and unconditional love and part of that has come from my practice of mindfulness. So again, I'll sign off by saying, as always, I wish you peace and unconditional love. Thank you.